All right, season six, episode two, The Anonymous Donor. Or is it anonymous? I love about this beginning, right off the bat, the first thing Jeff says is, can we take a break? <laughs> he says, can I take, can a, I take break? a break? And Cheryl goes, no! <laughs> I would not ask if, I would not ask Jeff to help me move. That is, that is also my first note. Okay, Jeff saying, can I take a break? Cheryl saying no, and then Cheryl getting a call and, and taking the break, obviously. Have we seen Jeff do anything related to his actual job in like the past two seasons? I, I don't think so. When's the last time? Lit? So season two, they're pitching the uh, the show a lot. Season three, no. I mean, his job. Definitely no, in season the seven, he's setting we, up Seinfeld stuff. Yeah, I mean, we may have seen him in the office like once or twice, but I don't even think so. All right. Just pop in my head. Yeah. So, remind me, the house that burned down, was that the house from season five? I'm never great at remembering what house is what. It might have been. I feel like the house burned down, or some different house burned down, and then they moved into the house from season five. Um, no, wait, season five, season five, they were in a rental. Why were they in a rental in season five? What? Why were they in a rental in season five? I don't remember, but this is what I do remember. When Wanda comes over to meet Sheriff the Racist Dog in 502 The Bowtie, mm-hmm. she says how she can talk freely about the house because it's not theirs, they're renting it. And she says, I don't like it. It's like a hotel. It's like a house hotel. You remember that whole thing? Yeah, I do. Interesting. So that was season five. Right. Because, as is clear, the house they're in now, they had to have been back for the Seder. And that was season... That was season five. That was season five. Yeah. It's a little unclear if, the, if that timeline makes sense at all about the houses and Jeff coming over for Passover and for some reason deciding to masturbate in their guest bedroom. Yeah, it, I, I don't know. Uh, it's it, it's worth some inquiry. All right. It took too so, long to figure out, so I didn't have the time So, so we get out. to the breakfast table. Larry is seemingly accepting the blacks, kind of joking around with them. Uh, he, he, he seems to be getting along with them well. You can even um, talk about the entrance of Leon. Oh, God, I missed it. You're right. Leon makes a grand entrance. Leon does make a grand entrance. Calling for Peanut, calling for Loretta, calling for everyone. He's from L.A. He's not even from the area. He brings it's, his bags. It's the He's best, a brother from L.A. It's the best pretense. You're right. I don't know why I, I lost him. <laughs> he, like, what, what room is he staying in? <laughs> <laughs> no one asks. He just like barges in. He's the like the biggest character of any of them. It's Which almost room? like it's almost like a great twist because it doesn't happen in the first episode, right? Which room does Leon get? Yeah, no, you're right. It's in- introducing, taking Leon for granted. I guess introducing Leon is is a big step. Like you've literally thought in the first episode you think you've met all of these new characters, and then this guy shows up, and especially because is... it's called Meet the Blacks. Yeah, yeah. you're right. He, he is clearly like the strongest of any of these characters. Yeah. He's not the anonymous donor, though. No, he's not. So, then we're at breakfast. Then we're at breakfast. Uh, Cheryl tells Larry what happened. He confronts Leon. And I like Leon's answer of, what kind of stain? Juice? Syrup? Syrup? Something in the gravy family? Gravy category. Gravy category. It was category? I thought it was family. Category. Something in the gravy category. He seems confident that it could have been gravy. Uh, Yeah. Which I like, because he's... He's been in the house for maybe 16 hours at this point, and he's pretty confident that he might have spilled gravy on the uh, on the blanket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, I, li- I like that idea. Yeah. 
And then, so, he, what does he call it? He calls it uh, Jackalit? A ja- Jackalit. Jackalit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good Leon word. Great Leon word. And then he's he's talking, he's like, oh, there's nothing to look at around here. And like, what am I going to do it to Andy Griffith and Clara? I, I like this little conversation. They kind of almost break character for half a second. And they start yeah, talking I, about... Yeah, I don't follow what's happening, because I don't know the show at all. I, I, I can't pick up on what they're actually arguing about, like... There was a secretary who I think was Clara, and then there was an Aunt B. I don't think either of them remember any of the characters from Andy Griffith. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't seem like Leon would be into that show anyway. Leon in character probably wouldn't, but Leon in, in real life probably does. <laughs> I guess so. Um, okay, so then Larry goes to the dry cleaners, correct? Yeah, who we, we meet again after. Yeah, it, It's the same dry cleaner. Yeah, right? it, is. it is. I'm pretty sure it's a different store. Mm, uh, I don't know, but it's definitely the same dry cleaner. Okay, I, I thought so, and she seems to like him again, even though on last we've seen her, she was not too happy with Mister Larry David. I li- I like this though. I like that they bring her back. It's good I continuity. Agree. They, it's, they it's... didn't have to do that, but they did. No, I, I I I agree completely. I like it. She she uncovers what the stain is, and it fits well with her backstory with him. It works, <laughs> it works really well. Exactly, sex and sheets. It's <laughs> it's actually perfect. <laughs> All their like everything their relationship is predicated on. Um, so does everyone know the unwritten law of dry cleaning? Is that just free for all? This unregulated industry where you can just <laughs> take and and receive, and it's pure chance. Have you ever had this happen to you with dry cleaning? I don't really get a lot of dry cleans, but no, I don't think it's ever happened where I've lost something or taken someone else's. Neither do I. I think I've gotten like when I go dry cleaning, I do one item at a time. Yeah, I never take more than two or three things. It's really easy. And I'm also very confident that if I did get someone else's something, I would take it back. I think I would, too. Unlike the senator. I wouldn't be a U.S. senator wearing it. And if I was, I wouldn't talk about it. (laughs) No. Um, I mean, well, the senator's got a big mouth. She spills the beans on Ted being anonymous. I don't know if we can trust her, Senator Boxer. Is there a Seinfeld plot about getting, getting things from the dry cleaner that aren't yours? Um, there's one episode where Jerry gets free dry cleaning. He gets free dry cleaning, and then he fake marries Monica Geller from Friends so that she can get free dry cleaning. Right. And then he finds an attractive Russian girl on the street who can't afford her dry cleaning and gives her his discount, and that ends his fake marriage. But there's no Seinfeld episode about getting something from dry cleaning. It's, it seems familiar. familiar. It seems very close to something. If it's not that, but I don't think so. I figured I'd ask you. I, th- I thought you might know. Come on, you're. Yeah, it's it's. I, I wanted to say no because there's nothing in my head, but it, it sounds too close to something to, to say no. I felt like it was one of the only instances. I, I felt like it rang a bell, and I felt like it was one of the only instances where they've reused a plot from Seinfeld and Curb. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll I'll figure it out. Don't worry. All right. Um. So, so the next is they are in line at the to get into the the opening at the NRDC, and Jeff spills the beans. And he's not ashamed of it at all. Not at all. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't see it as a big deal. This is a normal thing you do at someone's house. On um, Passover. Yeah, and apparently he loves the four questions. He has to get back to the four questions because he loves them. It's a, that's a big deal to him. He's just n- so nonchalant about this yeah. ridiculous story. That's the perfect word. He is. 
quite at ease and just nonchalant about this. You know, this. he just like he didn't want to come back to the table with an erection for Passover, so he had to take care of it. Yeah, in in the guest bedroom in their house, which is apparently cheating on Susie. He has spread his semen everywhere, she said, I think. But he wouldn't have done this during the high holidays, which is, I, I, I appreciate that he respects the high holidays. He says he wouldn't. Um, it's tough to always trust Jeff, though. Yeah, true. So in, inside, Larry finds out that it is possible to donate anonymously, which somehow he didn't know, and that Ted Danson is anonymous. And this really rubs Larry the wrong way. Yep, I'd say so. Um, and to some extent, he has a point. Like, Ted's not really hiding the fact that he's anonymous. But, uh, I don't know. Do you think people... I feel like people who donate anonymously, and no, I don't know anyone who's donated a building anonymously, <laughs> probably oh, tell their, probably tell their friends. Yes, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's never 100% anonymous. I'm sure this is pretty normal, that the people like at the opening probably all would know and then it's like the regular people that visit have no idea right um that said it did seem like larry was getting i know it's like the point of the episode but it seemed like he was getting overly snubbed for like not donating anonymously like no one thanked him like he still donated a wing he's definitely getting the short end of the stick here i agree um but he does get to bring he does get the chance to talk to senator boxer Mm mm-hmm um, she's telling me she's not a real senator, right? I, I have no idea. She is a real senator, or she was at the time. Oh, God, she was? Yeah. And she did this episode of Curb? She did. <laughs> uh, okay. And he brings up the dry cleaning issue, and she admits to wearing dry cleaned pants. You know, he wants to bring up an issue that's near and dear to his heart. Yeah, it's, it's not what, getting a lot of press, not getting a lot of play in the newspapers. What's going on at the dry cleaners? <laughs> <laughs> Top, top line news right there. What's going on at the dry cleaners? Like, okay, so you think the, the senator's line of she's wearing dry cleaner pants, do you think that was improv or do you think that was scripted? That had to be scripted. I think it was scripted. I don't think they were having like this actually real senator do, do a lot of improv, if, if any. If it was improv, that's impressive for a senator. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, 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 I just don't think it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, next scene, am I right, is Larry back at Jeff's house? Yep. Is, yeah, that's before the Pepitone jerseys. It is before the Pepitone jerseys. Yep. Larry's back at Jeff's house, and Susie has found out about what Jeff has done. Correct. And Jeff, Jeff is still pretty nonchalant about it. He, he still doesn't really see the problem. <laughs> his, his attitude is great, but uh, he, he is banned from... Larry and Cheryl's house. And the best part is, all Larry does is agree with Susie, and that gets him banned from her house. A mutual ban. A mutual ban. And that's probably, I mean, Susie and Cheryl would probably be much happier that way if Jeff or Larry never set foot in their respective houses again. Is that even a good punishment? Like, you can't go to Larry's house? They go Uh, golfing. Like, they never hang out at Larry's house. uh, Once in a while, like... What, they can't go to Seder next year? Well, Jeff loves to pour questions. I mean, that is punishment. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, you're, you're right. Most of the time they're spent together is like eating lunch or golfing. Right. Or once in a while sitting in Jeff's office while Jeff doesn't work. So then we come back to the David household and Larry is playing ghost with the kids. <laughs> Which is just a game. Yeah, playing ghost, running around. Auntie Ray tackles him. She moves pretty quick when she tackles him, actually. She's got, 
Yeah, she's got good like linebacker speed. Uh, uh yeah, I guess so. I mean, you think big. she's she's big. Yeah, I mean, but then she can't actually get up without his help. So mm-hmm. you know, I guess it goes both ways a little bit. Playing clan like clan sheet, right? When you see it down south, it's a clan sheet. It's not a ghost sheet. Exactly, exactly. Where she where she's from? Do, I don't know. Do they say where they're from? Uh, it's a hurricane in the south. But it's not New Orleans. I thought they made a point of saying it's not New Orleans. I don't think they say where they're from. Right. I don't think they do either. I don't know. So then Larry goes to Leon and says, hey, you want to go? I got to go get some glasses back to Jeff. Uh, and Leon is playing some game. It didn't look yeah, like what is he doing? That's like he's, it's that's probably like Peanuts game. It's definitely a Peanuts game. It's like it's like one of these like knockoff like uh, Game Boy systems. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, okay, he gets Leon with him, who's wearing an awesome lime green tank top. Great lime way. green tank top. <laughs> uh, they're gonna go for a ride. Larry mm-hmm. wants to smooth things over. Explains to Leon it wasn't his jackalit, and then they see. Uh, do you know who the actor is who's wearing the Peppertone jersey? That is Ken Jeong. Ken Jeong of literally everything. Mm-hmm. Not um, not playing a ridiculous Asian in this case, just playing a normal guy. Exactly. Who happens to be Asian. It's very rare for him. Um, so so Leon goes, does his thing, gets Peppertone jersey. Mm-hmm. All's good. But they see another guy with Peppertone jersey. Um, Larry's question is, is it possible there's two? <laughs> Leon's answer is, Nah, there can't be two. <laughs> There's obviously two. There's two right there. <laughs> Joe Pepitone is kind of an obscure Yankee, though. But I don't. But that's not the point. The point isn't how obscure it is. The point is there are two right there. And Leon says, "Nah, can't be two. Can't be two. Uh, so then Leon takes the actual one that belongs to Larry, which works out perfectly because he's a board member from the NRDC. I love the line that he says, uh, the, the guy. He says, did you send that guy over to take my jersey? <laughs> and Larry defends himself. He's like, I didn't actually send him. He kind of just went on his own. He just, he just did it himself. But Larry's, lo- I mean, Larry's loving having this, uh, this new acquaintance who's going to go take stuff for him. A, ter- a turn of great luck for him. Uh, it, it did. Um, so then he gets anonymous on the wall instead of Larry David. It's a win-win. And he's got two pepitones, a matching set, as Leon calls them. So, <laughs> matching set. So then we cut back really quickly to Jeff's house, where Susie finds a stain on Sammy's teddy bear. Right, which doesn't really make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. They don't even. They don't even explain it. Um, no, they they, they don't. Uh, I mean, they, I, they want like the the parallel structure, but yeah, that that that's a pretty big stretch. And then we cut back to the David household, and Larry and Leon are on the couch. We're in their matching jerseys playing war. I love this scene. First the of all, visual the visual is, is hilarious. The visual is great. And, and they're just on a couch playing war. And they're both really caring about it also. I feel like it's like trying to establish that they're like little kids at heart. Yeah. Right? Like they just, they got their matching Yankees jerseys on. They're playing a stupid card game. They just stole some things from some people. They do this with Jeff earlier in the season. Uh, earlier in the series where like they established that they're basically just like little kids. Uh, yes. I mean, that, that, that's, yeah, exactly. And Susie busts in the door. She pets Peanut on the head. <laughs> Walks right by. She's wearing an awesome 
jean vest beret combo. Yeah, the hat she's wearing is ridiculous. <laughs> but Leon likes that she has some sass to her. Yeah. Leon's uh, like, I'm feeling that. Yep. Uh, she, she's not feeling it back, I, I have, I'd have to say. And so we have a really like interesting thing for Curb here, where Susie's saying one thing, Cheryl completely misinterprets it, says something yeah. back to Susie, which she misinterprets, and then Susie is satisfied by this. They don't do this on Curb a lot, where it's like a case of miscommunication between two people, and everyone's happy. Right, but th- th- here's the, you know, you're right. The other thing is, like, why is Cheryl so willing to just, like, throw around the Ted's Anonymous all of a sudden? Because Ted is so willing to throw it around? I don't know. Because it's convenient for the scene? Yeah, you're right. Um, no, I mean, it makes it fit. It, it seemed a little strange that Cheryl would just, like, come off and say that like that. It seems a little strange that uh, Susie would just buy this. How often is Ted dancing over their house? Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. doesn't make sense. It's a convenient way to put the, put yeah, the story to bed. Yeah, how often is Ted dancing over at their house? Exactly. Yeah. It puts the story to bed. It's kind of convenient. Yeah, you're right. And then we got to the last scene. What do you think of this last scene? Where Larry David is being chased by Ken Jeong. I mean, you get a great Larry run, which, which we both established we're fans of. Gotta love Larry comedy run. Uh, you, you get a good Larry run. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I have a feeling you probably like Danny better than me. Where you get Dan RDCs there, and they won't let him in because he's names anonymous, not Larry David. Mm, I, th- I think it's okay. I mean, it's not. It's not my favorite ending. I don't know. It ties. Uh, I like that it ties it back. I just yeah, it t- don't think it's that funny an ending. It's not. I mean, the it's Larry run is okay. Like a depressing ending. Like oh, Larry, Larry screwed himself up. Like. At that point, you just keep running. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the ending is actually the weakest part of this episode. It ties it all back, but it doesn't tie it all back in a funny way. It ties it all back in a oh kind of way. Yeah. No, you're right. Do you think... Okay, so it's, if it had said Larry David on the wall, is that security guard going to let him in? Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, no. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't change it. Like, yeah. It, it's not... Like, if I was a security guard... Even if that guy says he's Larry David, I'm not going to let him in. Exactly. Like, he's not showing ID. And even if he was showing ID, he's being chased. Like, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree with that. So that's that's what I don't like about this ending. Like, it's not... Larry didn't hurt himself in a way that actually would have made it funny. Yeah. That said, I mean, we got some good Leon established. It's a good episode. Oh. You know what's... This season compared to last season, it's just so... These episodes are so much more dense. Yes, there's there's a lot exactly. There's a lot more to these episodes, they're like just plot wise, joke wise, character wise, like everything. They're, and they're they just, just absolutely fly along. Like this isn't, I think it's thirty minutes on the nose. This episode, and it just absolutely flies along. Yeah, the episodes in season five seem like they were at a, lo- a loss of what to write about. Things drag on. These these are just so good. They're so tight. They weave so well. Season six is great. Yeah. And it, it, it stays strong also. Like, there's some great episodes of Coming Season 6. 